0: The following episode is brought to you by Specialty Video, one of the last video stores left in Chicago, with the stock of thousands of new and old films, from Hollywood classics to out-of-print cult favorites. Find us at 5307 North Clark Street.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Director's Club podcast. I am Jim Laskowski, of course. Well, big changes are afoot. I have been recently checking the emails more and more lately, responding to all of them, all your comments and questions over at directorsclubpodcast at gmail.com. And lo and behold, two very interesting and very talented uh, individuals have contacted me rather unexpectedly. One I will be saving for uh, a future episode, an interview with someone who has worked with De Palma, John Carpenter, Rodney Dangerfield. And he's gone on to become a very successful director in his own right. Um, if you are a friend of mine on Facebook, you probably already know who that is. The other... I'm, I'm so taken aback by this man's genius. But he's about to be revealed, here and now. He has declined to appear on the show himself since he feels it would be a conflict of interest, but uh, let's just throw out a few things he's been involved, involved with here. I think you'll know the name. Um, The West Wing, Sports Night, The Newsroom, The Social Network, Steve Jobs, A Few Good Men, and of course, Malice, featuring one of my favorite Alec Baldwin performances. You might say he has a god complex, but well, you know, I would say he is a god. Not only did he contact me to proclaim his love of this here show. He propositioned me. He asked if he could come aboard the now playing network to make things even better. Yes. Yes. The king of television. None other than Aaron Sorkin. Yes. Aaron Sorkin. Is coming aboard. Uh, to join the network. And I... The reason why, he sent, he sent me this incredible email saying, you know, um, he's conquered every medium to date, but he wants to try his hand at podcasting and producing a podcast, so he asked me if he could join in and help improve the show, not only by contributing in a variety of ways, but by asking Patrick Rappole, my former co-host, to come back. And well, even though I didn't label this in the title, this is our first episode with Sorkin's help. In the new format We decided to talk about the one and only David Lean Director of such classics as Dr. Shravago And Hobson's Choice So you are about to hear Something very special Right here, right now As a gift To all those devoted listeners out there Not only will you get to hear Patrick But you also get to hear the results of Mr. Sorkin's dedication To Directors Club and the network here <sighs> I I could not be more thrilled to present to you something unlike anything you've heard before, and I could not be more appreciative of the many fans and friends who have supported Directors Club from the very beginning. So I hope you like the revisions that have been made, uh, but honestly, I, I'm 100% sure you're going to approve. Um, I just need to say... A m- A million thanks. It's immeasurable to Mr. Sorkin, of course, Mr. Rapole, and the guests on this episode for all their hard work and contributions. Please visit directorsclubpodcast.com, leave a review on iTunes, and keep those wonderful emails coming over at directorsclubpodcast at gmail.com. I will read them on the air, in the preamble, and acknowledge your name. So if you want to contribute, be a part of Sorkin's team, please do send me an email. Sorkin will be working on all the other shows over at nowplayingnetwork.net. He's going to be doing similar revisions very, very soon as well to shows like Final Emergency, Movie Madness, Supporting Characters. I cannot wait to, um, you know, put all my podcasters in touch with Sorkin. It's just going to be a magical thing. For now, please enjoy this special discussion on the one and only. David lean featuring the return of Patrick Repole. thank you so much for listening I couldn't be more grateful good afternoon good evening and good night Aaron Sorkin presents the podcast <laughs> Like Can't she play? She's an
2: artist. An artist? Who taught you? No one
0: taught her. Uh, then it's a gift. Now that's a fucking movie. Yeah? It's a gem. Come on up. Jesus, I gotta clean up around here.
1: Sorry I'm late You're late Yeah, I just said Why are you late? God, God, the weather The weather out there And I
0: thought March went in like a lion And out like a lamb It's an El Nino year March went
1: in like a squid And went out like a Well, like one of those flowers In the rainforest that smells like horse shit So we gotta set up Jesus, you, you gotta clean up around
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll clear off the coffee table Did you watch Hobson's Choice? What did you need to talk to me about? Hmm? In your text. You said earlier, you said we had to talk.
1: Oh, right. That. Jim? Hmm?
0: Not for nothing, but your silence is making me think I should worry about you. Hmm. Should I worry? Hmm? Okay, Jim, mumble incoherently if you can hear me. Walk with me. Around my living room? Nervous energy. Okay.
1: We're putting ads on the podcast. Oh, fuck me! There's the proportionate response I was expecting.
0: Yeah, well, someday someone's going to have to explain to me the virtue of a proportionate response.
1: Try and act like you're a reasonable person just to see how it feels.
0: Podcasting is the cheapest and easiest form of mass broadcast that has ever existed in the history of man. Technically, all we need is a tape recorder and an RSS feed. But for reasons passing understanding, every podcast in the world has to run ads for the same seven tacky-ass web services.
1: Other people don't care about ads? I'm not other people. Don't treat me like other people. Every form of media in the history of media has had ads. Oh yeah? The the first Gutenberg
0: Bible had ads?
1: I like our podcast as much as the next guy, but I'd stop short of calling it any Bible, let alone the Gutenberg Bible. My point still stands. Pauline Kael wrote for The New Yorker, which had ads. Siskel and Ebert at the movies had ads. The goddamn Cahier du Cinema had ads. Yeah, and Gene Shalit gave Benji the Hunted four paws
0: up. Are you seriously throwing the names of old media dinosaurs at me? The same bright thinkers who declared Mad Max the best film of the year, who who swallowed the garbage about a new Star Wars being anything but a miracle of corporate marketing and the low standards of mainstream audiences? Oh, good.
1: Go on one of your anti-populist rants. We gain so many listeners when you tell everyone how much dumber they are than you. Since when do you care about listener counts? Since those counts correlate
0: directly to our ad revenue. If I could go the rest of my life without hearing the phrase ad revenue, I would die
1: a happy man. Or at least less unhappy. You don't pay the hosting bills. This cheap mass media costs me 70 bucks a month. I don't think it's a terrible crime to want to recoup a small piece of that. I mean, what do you want from me? I want you to care about
0: this podcast. I want you to act like the kind of person who won't water down their product for money, who won't even let money touch their work, because this podcast, this is ours. We stuck our hands into the dirt and created this podcast from nothing, like gods and goddamn Americans, to say nothing of the fact that we have spent half a decade cultivating a selective audience, creating groundbreaking content, and generally speaking, just doing it better and smarter than 99% of these other clowns out here. So what do I want? I want you to stop acting like you have no control, because more and more it seems like we expect less and less of this medium, and right now, you're acting like you won this hosting
1: job from an ad in the back of Boys Life, and you know it. It's my choice. We're doing ads. Ads mean revenue, which means money we can put back into making this podcast better. Better for who? For whom? Better for whom? Patrick, you're a great podcaster. One of the best. Yeah, I'm really quite something. But you don't know shit about the technical side of things. We have an Alesis Multimix 8 that's down to three working mic inputs. We have two Shure SM90s I bought when Clint Eastwood was still winning Oscars. We have another Sure SM58 I bought at the garage sale back when Ron Howard was still winning Oscars. You use an auxiliary audio cable that's more electrical tape than it is cable. And we have a website that looks like it was designed back when Mel Gibson was still winning Oscars. I think I saw a spinning GIF of the Enterprise the last time I logged on. We're one stiff wind away from total collapse. So yeah, we need money and ads are the way there.
0: Who's the sponsor? Jim? Hmm? Jim?
1: Hmm? You know, either
0: you're going to have to start answering me directly, or we're going to have to work at a system where you tap the ground with your hooves.
1: The sponsor is Loot Crate. Oh, Jesus Christ! Just for the time being... Until the ad service can get the results of our service. This isn't happening. Come on, it's not as bad as all that. Oh, of course
0: not. I've always dreamed of selling t-shirts of Calvin and Hobbes dressed like Doctor Who. come on. No, really. (laughs) I think what this podcast has always been missing is a way for our listeners to get a hold of Assassin's Creed novelization.
1: temporary sponsor. It's the
0: start of the end. This is the thing that ends the whole thing. No more thing.
1: You know, on your tombstone, it's going to say post hoc ergo propter hoc.
0: That's fine, but no one who visits will be able to
1: read it. It's Latin. After it, therefore, because of it. You
0: always have to flaunt that college education of yours.
1: It means one thing follows another. Therefore, it was caused by the other. But that's not always true. You don't know this is going to ruin the podcast. Maybe we'll save the podcast. Maybe the podcast is already ruined because of something you've done. At what point is a podcast ruined? When one of the hosts starts speaking Latin to justify his heinous
0: capitalist machinations. Well, oh,
1: You know, you can be a real asshole sometimes.
0: Hand me that auxiliary cable. I'm a genius. The two aren't mutually exclusive. No, I wasn't correcting you. I was specifying. Genius is the specific type of asshole I am. It's, it's like saying I'm not from the East Coast. I'm from New Jersey. You aren't from
1: the East Coast. <laughs> what? What?
0: You are from the East Coast. No, I'm not. I was born in New Jersey. My, my family is all from New Jersey. I give out a specific East Coast vibe. I do. <laughs> okay.
1: Is that supposed to be funny? And uh, Where am I from, Mr. Latin? De quo ego. Well, let's see. You went to school in Chicago, grew up in the Chicago suburbs, you have 100 gigabytes of Svengoolie broadcasts on your laptop, you drink old-style like it's water, you never complain about the weather, and every time you eat a Polish sausage... You look like Chloe Sevigny at the end of Brown Bunny. So no, as much as it hurts your sense of elitism, you are not from the East Coast. You are from the Midwest. To specify, you are from Chicago. Now hand me that goddamn auxiliary audio cable.
0: This one here?
1: Yeah. Test, test. This is my voice. My voice is this. You know there are more geniuses
0: living in China than there are people of any kind living in the United States? Test, test.
1: It's my, this voice. Voice, 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 voice.
0: So there's a little boy, and on his 14th birthday, he gets this horse. And everyone in the village... And I, I have one other thing I need to talk to you about. Thank God, I thought you weren't listening.
1: I started tuning you out around the time you said you were from the East Coast. I need to talk to you about our guests.
0: That's right. Re- remind me who our guests are? Well, coming in to record with us is Nat Elmerall. Okay. That's fine. I don't know him too well, but I'm cool with Matt. Nat. Right. And there's another one. Another one? Mm-hmm. You, you're, mm hmm. You, you're you doing it again. Mm. You're doing your mm hmm, mm mm-hmm thing again. Mm hmm. For the record, I hate this mm hmm thing. Very bad thing, these mm-hmms. mm Mm hmm. Jim, look at my face. Who is the other guest? Emily. You're really something, aren't you? You invited my ex-wife on?
1: I invited a brilliant film critic and the foremost David Lean expert in Chicago on. The one that used to be married to me. I believe so. You believe so? You
0: were at the wedding. We had to pull you off the dance floor because you were upsetting my grandma. I would think you better be sure. I
1: disagree. With what part? I didn't upset your grandma. We were having a nice time, in fact. But as for Emily, yeah, she's your ex-wife, and she's perfect for this episode.
0: She's a menace. She's crazy, you know. She's bipolar. Don't say it like that. Did I mispronounce it? She's
1: bipolar. Like it's an insult. Like you have one up on her for knowing it. She has bipolar disorder. Her struggles with it are well-documented in her writing, and they enrich her writing.
0: Well, they certainly didn't enrich our honeymoon. She set the bed on fire. You know, for most people, hearing someone has dealt with hardships
1: makes them more endearing, not less.
0: I'm not most people. No, you're an asshole. And you have to deal with me, which, by your logic, makes you more endearing. So, you're welcome.
1: Did you ever read that piece she wrote on Hobson's Choice? Wait, No, scratch that. You never answered my question. Did you watch Hobson's Choice? Patrick... Did you watch Hobson's Choice like I asked? Hmm. God damn it! I asked every one little thing to make sure to watch Hobson's Choice, so we can compare the differences in Lean's play adaptations from Noel Coward to Howard Brighouse. And you can't even do that for me? Hey, Jim. I watched it.
0: Of course I did.
1: <sighs> oh,
0: but it wasn't fun being on the other end of that mm-hmm thing, was
1: it? So will you be cool about Emily?
0: I haven't decided yet. Hello. It's Nat. Matt, come on up. No, it's not. I really need you to be cool about Emily. And you springing this on me at the last minute? Was that cool? Was that coolly cool boy? Gather ye
1: rosebuds. You know what that means?
0: It's the first half of the first line of a poem by Robert Herrick.
1: And what's the second half?
0: While ye may. Okay, Jim, you're right. I will behave. Thank you. Now,
1: did you tell her I'm going to be on? Of course. Well, what do you take me for?
0: I see. So you tell everyone but me.
1: No, Nat doesn't know.
0: Can we keep it that
1: way? Hey, come on in.
0: Sorry I'm late. The weather is terrible. Jim says it's an El Nino year. I guess the 90s reboots never end, huh?
1: I'm all set up here. Uh, Come over here and test your headphones.
0: Test, test. This is my voice. My voice is this. These are earbuds. You're very observant. I can see why we have you on. No, I mean my headphones aren't. They're earbuds. Another good way to put it.
1: We don't have another set of cans. You have to use the buds.
0: I don't do earbuds. I can't do earbuds. Sounds like a real Hobson's Choice. I don't know what that means. I didn't watch Hobson's Choice.
1: (laughs) Um, The next podcast I do, I'm not bothering with other guests or co-hosts or nothing. I'm replacing all of you with those little plastic birds that dip their beaks into glasses of water. At least Emily hasn't disappointed you yet. No, but she's very smart. I'm sure she'll find a way.
0: Who's Emily? The other guest. Patrick's ex-wife. Jesus! That's got to be awkward, huh? Look, Matt. Nat. Nat? Nat. Nat? Nat. And who's Matt? No one is. You're... Nat. Elmeral. And Matt Elmerol. Doesn't exist. Is that, is that Nat with a G? Depends. On what? If you spell Nathaniel with a G. I'm not going to like you much, am I? Don't be ridiculous. Everybody likes
1: me. So hey, I got Emily on here.
0: I can't wait to meet her. Yeah, well, you never went on a honeymoon with her. You know she set our bed on fire?
1: Hey, Emily? You there? Emily? Are you there?
0: Maybe she can't hear us because her computer
1: is too busy being consumed by flames. Oh, she's typing. Uh, I can hear you fine. Glad to know Patrick is still an asshole. Can you
0: hear me? Hi, Emily. Glad to know you still have your sense of humor. We can't hear you.
1: She's typing she's typing what's she doing now typing okay looks like my laptop's mic doesn't work i don't have another one what should i sew what should
0: i sew i think she meant to type what should i do hey emily if you have a spare pair of earbuds just plug them into the mic jack they will work as a mic in a pinch what transducers was that an answer to my question or is that your mantra Microphones and speakers are all just transducers They're basically the same device, just optimized differently Speakers convert electrical energy into acoustical energy While microphones convert acoustical energy into... Anyone? Electrical energy Someone give that kid a cookie She's typing
1: Okay, grabbed a pair of earbuds Let's see if this works
0: Just make sure you don't wear the earbuds plugged into the mic jack Or we'll be able to hear your thoughts
1: Boo, go to joke jail. Sounds like everything's working, right? Yep. Patrick, why'd you hang up? Can you
0: and Nat leave the room?
1: You need to talk to Emily alone?
0: Yep. Look, we're already starting the podcast way late, and I got some errands to run after this. Can't we just... Gather ye rosebuds, Matt? Do you know what that means? It's the first part of the first line of a poem by Robert Herrick. And what's the second part? While ye may... All right. We'll be in the kitchen. Hey, Emily. It's just me.
2: Hey, Patrick. I figured you'd want to talk.
0: I'm surprised you're on at all. You said you didn't want to talk to me ever again.
2: That's not how I remember it. I think I told you that I hated your breathing guts and that I didn't want to talk to you ever again.
0: I remember, I still have the email. Also,
2: we're bringing this up again. I'm not
0: the one who separated from her husband in an email. What
2: was I supposed to do? Well,
0: um, not separate from your husband in an email.
1: Doesn't sound like you two are getting along.
2: You think? Look, I thought all this was water under the bridge. I didn't agree to come on the show to rehash old arguments.
0: Well, why did you agree to come on the show?
2: Well, come on, it's Directors Club, the David Lean episode, the best podcast around doing an episode on the best director ever.
0: Yes, we're really quite something. And
2: I'm here for you, Hmm? because you can be a genius, brilliant, the best podcaster I've ever heard, but you can lose yourself sometimes. And you need someone to keep you in check. <laughs>
0: oh, this is good. Because
2: as noble as it is that you want to save everyone from having a nice time watching superhero movies, it's not what you should be doing. No, I should be taking
0: a match to a hotel's bedspread.
2: Hey, dick.
0: Water under the bridge? It was my credit card they had on deposit, not yours. You know, I'm still making payments on a king size bed in Molokai. Do
2: you
0: know the story of Adam and Eve? Do I know the story of Adam and Eve? Well, you grew up Catholic. (laughs) Yes, but for the record, you do not need to be Catholic to know the story of Adam and Eve.
2: God hoards all the knowledge in an apple in a tree. He's intensely jealous. So he tells Adam and Eve that they can do whatever they want, just stay away from that tree. But Eve won't settle for paradise. She gives Adam the apple, then he begets Abraham, the world has a population, and boom, Eve's a hero.
0: (laughs) Ignoring the fact that you skipped about a hundred chapters there, I can't think of a single theologian who subscribes to the boom, Eve's a hero theory of the book of Genesis.
2: Women can be impulsive and flighty and yes, even irrational. It's our right because God took the best parts of man and made woman. We are honest and emotional and passionate and we keep your bullshit in check. Without women, man is a frightened animal doomed to be a little ball of rage, endlessly wagging his dick at whatever threatens him, whether that's a bigger animal or a group of people genuinely loving a Hollywood blockbuster movie. Oh, I see.
0: This is all about Fury Road. Patrick. Do you honestly think that Mad Max Fury Road is a better movie than Clouds of Sils Maria?
2: Of course not. My point is that instead of blathering on about why people shouldn't like Mad Max Fury Road, you should have been talking about why they should love Clouds of Silmaria.
0: I'm perfectly capable of doing both.
2: You know what a podcast is?
0: Podcast? Hmm, yeah, that's a The pod- pod-
2: podcast isn't just the new media. It's the new friendship. It's where people turn to keep them company. You have a responsibility to be a warm and positive force in the thousands of lives that you touch because you aren't just in their lives, you're in their heads, day in and day out, commutes, workouts, shopping, chores. The world is full of lonely people looking to you for companionship, for direction, advice, for a helping hand people who share your passions and who are passionate about you. What you owe them is the most thoughtful and insightful podcast possible. And with my help, you're going to provide it. It's a new day in America, and this country needs podcasts now more than ever. So what do you say?
0: You still hate my breathing guts?
2: Gather ye rosebuds. You know what that means?
0: It's the first part of the first line of a poem by Robert Herrick.
2: And what's the second part?
0: While ye may. Okay, let's do this. Guys, you can come back in. Hey, we brought you a beer. Oh, thank you. We also drank most of the rest in the fridge, so this is probably going to be a loopy episode. That's all right. I got a feeling this is going to be a great episode. Emily, you got your customary glass of Dewar's in hand?
2: Please, do I look like a basic bitch? I drink Spayburn now.
0: Gentlemen, lady, a toast. Thomas Jefferson said that when a man assumes a public trust, he should consider himself public property. Here's to only reflecting the better angels of our listeners. God bless America.
1: All right. Everybody ready? Ready. Ready. Patrick? Gather ye rosebuds. While ye may. Okay. Let's get going. You want to intro this one? No. Go ahead. This is all yours, good buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Directors Club podcast. I'm Jim Laskowski, and uh, I couldn't be more thrilled to be joined by such wonderful guests on this episode about David Lean. Directly to my left is Nat Elmeral. You can hear him on the podcast, still watching. The podcast was performed by Jim Laskowski as Jim Laskowski, Patrick Rippoll as Patrick Rippoll, Nat Almerall as Nat Almerall, and Regina Berry as Emily. It was created by Aaron Sorkin, edited and mixed by Jim Laskowski, produced by Aaron Sorkin, directed by Patrick Rapol, and written by Aaron Sorkin, based on a story by the great Aaron Sorkin. Thank you all for listening. Good night.
2: Boo! Go to joke jail.
0: No, no, try again. Boo! Go to joke jail. That's, no, that's just just do it again. What, how? You're you, you're not you're not actually feeling it yet. I just do it again. Okay. Boo! Go to joke jail. No, that's you're not <laughs> what? you're not literally sending someone to a jail. I know. You when the sheriff, you're sending them to joke jail. The, no, I know. It's I know. A, it's a joke. It's
2: I know. Boo! Go to joke jail. No,
0: go okay I'll feed you the line again okay just, just make sure you don't wear if you just make sure you don't wear the earbuds plugged into the mic jack or we'll be able to hear your thoughts
2: boo go to joke
0: jail no, you're not listening to me just make sure you don't wear the earbuds plugged into the mic jack or we'll be able to hear your thoughts. Ooh, go to Not joke jail. Without j- the sigh, though, without the sigh. Okay, sorry. Just make sure you don't wear the earbuds plugged into the mic jack, or we'll be able to hear your thoughts.
2: Ooh, go to joke jail. No,
0: again, you're the sheriff.
2: Why are you laughing at me? Because, because you're doing it like. Well, you're, I'm trying to be serious. Like
0: you, you sound like a fifth grader in the school play who just came out with the ten gallon hat. All right, you actually no. are a person who has had a relationship yeah, with I, this person. Yeah,
2: I. know. I've been I've been spending a really long amount of time and money on acting lessons, so I, I think I know how to how to get into character. But okay, yeah, no, no. But, I don't care about okay.
0: you getting into character. I care about me getting the take I need. This oh, no, no, you're right. Me. They're not related. You're right. They're not related. They're, this isn't about you. This what, is what, about I, my project. How is it not about me? I'm the one that's saying the line. Do it again. Just make sure you don't wear the earbuds plugged into the mic, Jack. We'll be able to hear your thoughts. Boo, go to joke jail. Nope, try again. Boo. You need a minute? It, yeah. You need it, a tissue? No, no. Jesus Christ, someone get her a tissue.
2: Boo, go to joke jail! Boo, go to
0: joke jail! Alright, take five, everybody. Gather ye rosebuds. (laughs) Tanana, man. I was losing this game. Yeah, gather ye rosebuds while you may, virgins. (laughs) Yo, virgins, gather them rosebuds. Gather them rosebuds up while you may, motherfucker. We're gathering rosebuds up in this bitch. We're keeping it one thou wow, gathering rosebuds. (laughs)
1: Gathering (laughs) Gather, gather (laughs) these rosebuds. W H P K. Gather these (laughs) (laughs) rosebuds. Gathering
0: rosebuds is even better when when you're dead.